No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. President Adam, it's time to bear down. Let's get it, fellas. Shout out to Ryan and Eric. Thanks for rocking with us. Welcome to the Barry Central. On today's show, we break down the Bears' Week 7 matchup against the Bucks with our special guest, Big Dave Watson from Bow Sports. A-Dub, talk to him. What's happening, Press? Man, I'm looking forward to this conversation today. I am too, but I'm not putting up with in there, Brian. No foolishness. He come in here with that, and he up out of here, breath. Up out of here. He better put some respect on Money Moon name, because the bank is going to be open, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk that talk, eh, Doug? Yes, sir. You know how it go. Big Dave, you heard the ground rules, man. Come on in here and talk to him, fam. Good to hear from y'all brothers. Good to see y'all brothers, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be here and, you know, tell the truth as I see it or as you all know it, what it is. You know I'm going to sprinkle it in, you know what I'm saying? But how are y'all feeling, though, man, about this season right now is my question. Bears Nation, we're like a therapy session for them. We hear from one of the listeners out there. We keep it real, man, but we also aren't one of these podcasts that's going to be super Debbie Downer about the team. It is what it is, right? Most people knew what was going to happen in that Packers game. So yes. I, I wasn't going to get on here with the fake outrage about that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Eddie Jackson, on the other hand, I'm going to keep that smoke for him. <laughs> I try to keep it 100 as well with prayers and how it go down. We try to, you know, give it the truth, you know. We're not just bashing the players, you know. We just kind of keep it 100. Yeah, I'm kind of there too. I think, I mean, I was with you guys when, you know, the draft happened and everything like that. So, y'all know my feelings on on that. And it's it's funny, guys. Like, I went from wanting Justin Fields to sit all season long because as soon as they drafted him, I was like, put that dude in plastic. <laughs> like, just put him in plastic, <laughs> put him away. You know, put some foil on them, you know, and just, you know, don't play them anymore. And then just as preseason went on and then after watching the first game of the season, I was like, nah, he got to get in there. Like, it's it's really a waste of time to, you know, just have him waiting behind Andy Dalton because because we're scared to put him out there. Like, I, I couldn't think of a football reason of why he shouldn't be out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, nah, I'm just worried that something will happen because the offensive line is terrible. I'm not worried about what I'm seeing on the field. I'm worried about the offensive line. I'm worried about the the play calling. You know what I mean? I'm worried about them not trying to grow his potential and grow him as a quarterback. So it had nothing to do with him and his play. So I'm like, if those are my fears, then he's got to get out there and play, man, because, I mean, he, he's that dude. And he's getting better every single week. I, I appreciate what I'm seeing from him. He's definitely getting better every week. I put on a Justin Fields jersey, the, his first start, which was the first time I've worn another player's Bear jersey since guys, I don't since like Cade McNow. <laughs> like it's, it's wow. been that long. Whoa. It's been that long. I'm so serious. It, it's been Cade McNow. The day Rex Grossman got injured in that preseason game out for the season, I probably took it off, walked it outside, and threw it in the trash and said, I'm never wearing another Bears jersey ever again. I got my Walter Payton throwback. That's all I be rocking is my Walter Payton, dog. So the first time I did that was. Justin Fields, and I felt all kind of weird <laughs> wearing it, man. And I don't want to do it again. <laughs> well, let's just say that I'm glad that you're wearing a better quarterback jersey here going forward. <laughs> hey, brother. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I had no, come on, I'm a Bears fan. What options did I have, friends? Like, no, on, that's, man. 
Man, you, you, hey, you, you, hey, you should have threw on the snap, bro. Should have thrown the snap. <laughs> hey, I had, a, I did have a home Marcus Robinson jersey. I had that as well. There you go. I definitely had that as well. So I, it go. wasn't just like I got Cade and called it a day. All right, it wasn't that. So before we get into the breakdown, you guys saw what Eddie Jackson did in that last game. We don't even have to retrace that part. But Lance Briggs, who was paid to be a pundit, legend on this Bears team in the past. Lance Briggs, as far as I saw it, called a spade a spade. Hmm. I want to get you guys' thoughts on Eddie Jackson with his little Twitter response to Lance Briggs. Man, I thought it was petty, man. You know, he couldn't take the heat. You know, he was in the kitchen. He couldn't handle it. So the truth is, I got to give Lance Briggs props for just calling it out, man. You know, Lance Briggs played for the Bears, you know. He know how it's supposed to go. But the fact that Eddie Jackson couldn't take that heat, man, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I I agree, man. I, I didn't like the response by Eddie Jackson simply because he told no lie. And it was, it didn't seem like, a, you know, he was berating him, you know what no. I'm saying? Or being mean to him or, you know, calling him out his name or doing something like that. If that was the case, that if it was Prez who said that, then I'd understand how he felt. You know what I mean? And rightfully so, right? Right. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? But I thought he was just honest in, in his assessment and it, and it was a real assessment. It was straight up. So, for him to be feeling some kind of way about it when they put out that stat about the most missed tackles in the, it's Lance Briggs, I'm like, yeah, bro, but if you could get the career Lance Briggs had, bro, you know Ooh. what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like, that's not that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you come, not that dude. Lance Briggs was special. Well, all right? That's all he was, was straight up special. All right? And he was incredible to watch, and hopefully he'll be in the Hall of Fame soon. But, yeah, he... Don't not Lance Briggs is all I'm saying. So I, I felt like he, yeah, he was a little petty about it. And you know, who cares what you know a pundit says you can't tackle? Okay, all right, cool. You know, shrug that off, go get better at tackling. Like, come on. And I guess too, when I look at it, man, I look at it too a little deeper, man. That's two brothers, mm. man. I don't like that shit, man. Mm, not, right. not only the main thing about it just being brothers, but you guys also in that fraternity. So it's not like us on the podcast, you know, railing against the guy. Right. Y'all both play at the same franchise. Lance Briggs should be like a big homie to you. You should be able to hit him up on the low and just be like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> we good? Talk to him. I'll never understand that social media shit, bro. If I got beef with either one of y'all, man, if that ever came to that, I ain't going to know social media. I'm hitting y'all phone line up, and we going to be good. What happened to that part? That's that's what I didn't like. It just it was weak, and it was petty. And, Prez, it's like these guys today can't take constructive criticism. I didn't think, I think most people like you, uh, Big Dave, and myself, we all felt the criticism was fair. So to see how this guy reacts to the criticism like that, it's like, man, this is not something you haven't heard before. You've been saying this all over Twitter, Facebook, whatever, man. You be able to take that, man, especially coming from Lance Briggs. Matter of fact, like Fred said, hit Lance Briggs up and talk it through. Just holler at the brother. That's you, you're absolutely right. I didn't even think of it on that level. You're right. But yeah, you don't want to see two brothers arguing like that, especially over something that is football. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just right. talking about the game yeah. right here, dog. Like, and something that, you know, you can really need help in. <laughs> like, it was, bro, not a good tackler. Like, that's, it's, it's so much, it's well-documented. You know, like, you can't come at Lance Briggs on that because this is well-documented that Lance Briggs would smack the crap out of somebody, okay? Mm-hmm. He made mm-hmm. them tackle. Well-documented, <laughs> yeah. all right? You have a documented history of missing them tackles and not bringing that ball, ball carrier down, which is fine if you're a playmaker. You know what I mean? If you're making the plays on the ball like you did your rookie season and things like that, then okay. I'm not not tripping on, you know, you being a terrible tackler. But it hasn't been that since. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he still can't get back there. 
Just saying it ain't been that. So it's been a little more magnified, you know what I mean? Because we haven't seen that playmaking ability from uh, Eddie Jackson. But yeah, man, they, you're right, Prez. Like, just hit him up. Like, hey, man, what's what's going on? You know what I mean? And right. talk that out. And, you know, we shouldn't even have be having this conversation about it. Like, we, we shouldn't even be knowing about it. Like, right. it should just be, you know, done deal. I mean, in another situation that we shouldn't even know anything about is the fact that Jalen Johnson got fined for being late. It's another example of somebody Ooh. on this team that's doing fuck shit. Why is he going to Instagram and posting that shit, dude? Oh my God, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's maybe it's just new generation kind of thing, or maybe it just hurt him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude was a little hurt by that, dog. And I feel it because it hurt me when I saw the price tag. And I was like, what? Like, for a couple minutes? Man, look, I would have been heated. But you're right. I would have went and had that conversation with them. And it just speaks to what's going on within, you know, that organization right now, man. It just really does speak to that. And it's upsetting because guys ain't on the same page right now. You know what I'm saying? Even though their record is 500, like, guys are not on the same page right now. And those kind of things that we're, we're talking about right now kind of show that. I didn't like the fine. Like, if we got to talk about it, I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the fact that you got to get a handwritten note. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A typed out <laughs> letter telling me that it's going down like that. I'd be upset at all that. But I, at the same time, going and posting that on social media and showing everybody what's going on with the business of the Chicago Bears and things like that. No, nah, man. That's something that you honestly can speak to a journalist about and say, just don't say my name. You know what I mean? And he can say, sources told me that, you know, he he got fined and he's not upset. And, you know, let them do that. That's their job. That's what they're there for. When you do it yourself, you know what I'm saying? When you put it on you and you just show it like that, and then Matt Nagy knows nothing about it. <laughs> he had no idea. And he was yep. completely blindsided by it when they asked him. He was like, oh, well, that's news to me. Like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. That just makes it worse, you know what I mean? And it, and it creates division in your locker room, you know what I'm saying? And in football, and you guys know this, in football more than any sport, division in the locker room, man, cannot be the thing. From 1 to 53, everybody's got to be on the same page, man, if we're going to get some wins together. Of course, there are, like, exceptions to the rules. Hell, the 85 Bears are an exception to that rule. That's true. But the rule is still the damn rule, you know what I mean? 1 to 53, it should be harmonious. Everybody should be on. We ain't got to like each other. But damn, when it's time to game time, it comes about respecting, you know what I'm saying, the organization and the team, Every all that stuff should be kept in-house. So Levy Smith did a really good job of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? He didn't let nobody on on what was going on inside, and he protected his players a lot, you know what I'm saying, and took a lot of heat for that as well. I see the blame on both sides, honestly. Like, I thought it was a trash move, you know what I'm saying, to find him like that, but then an equally trash move to go ahead and post that on social media. Now, one point that I have, and A-Dub, I want to get your thoughts on it. Is this a situation? I need more context on this. Is he an habitual late-to-practice guy, or is this a one-off? If it's Matt Nagy trying to set the tone and say, look, kid, you need to be here on time because your teammates are here on time, then I can see it. But if this was a one-time thing, I don't know if I'm good with that. And also, too, Big Dave, I didn't think about that. The handwritten notice, too? Man, what we do? <laughs> Sincerely. It said sincerely, it did say sincerely. Like, sincerely, bro. Come on, sincerely, man. I'm about to take that money. <laughs> man, that is rough. You hit a good point, Praise. What I was going to go to was around the expectations today. If you come late, what the repercussions are? That means you're going to get fined. But at the end of the day, 
it is what it is. Did you know the rules? If the rules apply that way, you got to accept it, man. You know, get that on time. And like Brad said, it's just an ongoing thing. Now, like, we don't know all the details, right? Because, you know, Nagy's not going to throw anybody in the bus like that. So right. if this is an ongoing thing, he lets us know that, hey, there's the tender issues going on that we didn't know about. Now we know. Let's be honest here. And I'm not trying to compare organizations. Bill Belichick ain't putting up with that. If you're not there 15 minutes in advance, your ass is probably late. So there's certain organizations, they don't put up with that shit. So I just wondered to the point Big Dave was making, is there a bigger problem going on in this locker room? Don't get me wrong. I love Jalen Johnson. Probably going to be a future All-Pro. But what kind of culture do we have here when guys like that that should be hungry and chomping at the bit are late? Mm -hmm. And it just makes me wonder... If they find him, this must be something that's been an ongoing thing that he's probably been warned about. So I think it's just a deeper problem, and that's just it just concerns me. That's fair. Is he feeling himself a little bit too much at this point? I mean, we all know that mm. Justin's a good, you know, cornerback. We know that. We talk highly of the guy. Mm. Is he feeling himself too much now at this point? Because now he's like, hey, I ain't got to buy by the rules <laughs> now by coming in late in general. So it's like, come on, man, we just came off a loss. We didn't win, Mr. Packers. We lost. So for that reason, you should be on time anyway. Hey, we got to prepare for the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? It's a big game. Come on, man. Get your butt there on time, bro. No exceptions. Yeah. Especially with yeah. the GOAT coming up on the schedule. The GOAT. What are we doing? Let's go. You know, if, if, when you were saying that things are different, like how Belichick is like, you know, if, if you're on time, you're late, you know, kind of thing. It reminded yeah. me of the story that I heard Michael Irvin tell when he said I showed up late. With with another teammate who was like a really good punt returner, I showed we showed up late to practice, and Jimmy Johnson opened the door and he was yelling at me in my face. He said, "Ah!" He said, "Michael, get in here! I can't believe you! I'm so disappointed in you!" And he turned to the punt returner and said, "You can go home." (laughs) 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 Because it's it's a level to this, you know what I'm saying? And it speaks to that point you were saying about Jalen. Is he feeling himself? Is he like that himself? He might be an all-pro, but he ain't no all-pro yet. You know, he ain't not yet. Not so yet. you're right, man. I, I didn't even I didn't even think of that thought. Like, dude, we got a big old game. We just took an ass whooping. We got a big old game coming up against, you know, Tom Brady, who you know is going to be throwing the football from the first down to the last down. Right. <laughs> He's going to be throwing that football around. So we need you. You know what I'm saying? You should be here and be uh, involved in the preparation of what's going on. So... That's an excellent point, though, for real, seriously. Now, I just hope that while Matt Nagy's in his little accountability fit right now, because, okay, cool, you find the kid for being late, but uh, I hope there's going to be some fines for Mario Edwards with all these unsportsmanlike penalties that he gets every fucking week. Oh, my gosh, man. Eddie Jackson, I hope we have some conversation with him about that tackling, right? And also, (laughs) I got some heat. Sam Mustafer. I need you to step to the front of the congregation, brother, because I am tired of seeing you get blown back off the line of scrimmage on film. So if we hold the people accountable, Mad Nagy, I just gave you three people. I hope the film study was very harsh for all three of those individuals this week. You know what? It's funny because Peters is most, one of my big concerns, and he's actually been really solid. Which I mean, you know, he hasn't been in the league in a while. You know, he's older. You know, I'm thinking, you know, we're Bears fans, so I'm thinking Orlando Pace, you know what I'm saying, kind of thing mm-hmm. happening here. But it hasn't been that. He's been honestly really, really solid. And I'm glad you brought up the offensive line and talked about Mustafer because it, brought, it brings me to the problem I have. And the problem I have is when I watched the game against Green Bay and they played Green Bay, and I saw that hit that Justin Fields took when he smacked him and that boy head bounced off of that grass like, blue the fact that no offensive lineman came to his aid Talk the fact to that none of mm. them 
went and talked to anybody on the Green Bay Packers and said, you keep your hands off my quarterback or it's going to be hell to pay. The fact none of them did that, I texted my brother, said it's time to get you new personnel because I don't mm. need that, man. I need protection of this quarterback. Even Olin Krutz, if he's having a just really trash day at center, let you put your hands on the quarterback and watch what happens to you. It's going to be a talking to, and it's going to be a personal foul, and it's going to be an issue. The fact none of them did that, and I mean none of them did that. You're seeing all the punishment he's taking for you, and nobody is out there having his back. I had a big issue with that, man, seriously. I think the bigger point on that, which is a hell of a point that you made, is they wouldn't have tried that when Olin Cruz was on that offensive line because they didn't want the mm. problems. So the deeper mm. issue here, which you brought up the point, we got no nasty on this offensive line, so people going to try it. They're going to pull it. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. we see. Yeah, they, they trying it, it, man. And they're getting away with it. So it's like, yeah. hey, that's the trend that's being set right now. We can pump their quarterback, at least try. <laughs> and they ain't going to do anything about it. Now, that's I do fact, hope man. that when Tevin Jenkins gets back in there, which who knows when that's going to be, it'll probably be next season, but he's that's got right. a little bit of that mean streak. And so maybe yeah. adding him into the offensive line and maybe getting some new pieces in there, but we need to get that back in here because like you said, Big Dave, when you got a quarterback like Justin Fields, that's our franchise, that's our QB1. You got to protect him. His head should not be bouncing off the ground like a damn basketball. Should never happen. Oh, it was it was horrific, man. And I, he's, he's taking so much punishment. And it just shows you how tough he is. But I know yeah. that dude is hurting, man. Because we've been watching him get beat up since the preseason. Yeah. And the punishment he's taking week after week after week, I just need them to protect him. And even if they give up the sack, show him you has your back. Like, dude, like, if you want to even go to a movie, what was that movie, The Blind Side? Oh, yeah. even, even in that movie. Remember that scene where, where, you know, he wasn't playing well and the dude was just pushing him around and the coach came out, wow, this is my player. I protect him. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you, coach. You know what I mean? And then yep. he ran dude behind and dumped him in the garbage can just because he knew somebody had his back. Yep. That's how it should be for your quarterback, man. Straight up and down, dog. Like, this is the dude you protect. with. Every, this is what you're being paid for. You're being protect the line and give him time and block for the run. But your first and foremost thing you're doing is protecting the quarterback. And in this instance, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, who is considered our franchise quarterback, what we ain't never seen here, at least in my lifetime, or in my brother's lifetime, or in my father's <laughs> lifetime. We ain't never seen a quarterback in our existence be like, yo, this is the clear franchise of our team. And we drafted it. I ain't never seen it before. So the fact that that's who we're protecting out here, there should be a little more, for lack of a better word, there should be a little more violence in your brain when it comes to protecting right. him, when it just comes to protecting him. Hey, football's a violent sport. You don't have to worry about that word triggering anybody on this show because <laughs> that's what we want. And we need to be definitely giving that smoke out. So no, I definitely appreciate that. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport Contest. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. This offer is only for new customers. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. Let's segue over into this Tampa Bay Bucks matchup. So we know what happened last year when they came to Soldier Field. We got in that ass. Tom Brady couldn't even remember the downs. We all joked about that. Ha, 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 right? <laughs> remember the GOAT. Last laugh. You don't think he's been thinking about that shit? Oh, he won't revenge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, home. Friends, he wasn't trying to make example out of us, man. He know Justin Fields coming too. Like, oh, they got oh. The, the kid, the rookie phenom that we've been talking about. Oh, yeah, I got to let the, let the kid know I was still the goat around here. Tell him. Tell him, A-Dub. Listen, man. <laughs> Tom Brady, listen. Tom Brady's insane. He's in the same mindset of Michael Jordan when it comes to that kind of greatness. By that, I mean that kind of insanity. Tom Brady ain't forgotten nothing. All right. He remembers everything about that game because one, he lost to the Bears. I'm sure he thinks it's a lesser team. But two, he lost to Nick Foles, who you know he does <laughs> not want to lose to. And guess what? Nick Foles is still there. So it still means something in his head because Nick Foles is on the team and they at home. I'm t- and he's coming off of getting some time to let his thumb heal. And I heard him on his podcast even throwing shots at that. Oh, yeah, you guess he did bought some real estate in the Bears here. You know what I mean? like, you know, bought some ownership stake in the Bears. He throwing shots already. He cannot wait to get out on this field and throw touchdowns on the Bears. It's going to be psycho time. I can't say I'm looking forward to it because y'all know I love Tom Brady. I'm not looking forward to seeing this, but my God, it's going to be something to behold, man. And uh, uh, it's be, be worried, Bears fans. <laughs> be, be a little worried about what might go down, man. Oh, my goodness. Now, I will say this. Yes, we are a 12-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. It's 12-and-a-half? 12-and-a-half So, DraftKings wow. has it at 12-and-a-half points. We did our Winner's Circle podcast. We do, like, a sports betting show every week now. Okay. And in that matchup, I said, Bears fans, I don't fuck with them double-digit spreads. <laughs> but when you see that type of stuff, Vegas has no respect for us. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers obviously doesn't have any respect. And now mm-hmm. Tom Brady's getting on the little podcast, and now he got a little something to say. When are we going to force somebody to respect our team? Y'all hearing all this chuckling and all the jokes? Where your pride at? That's what I want to know. You know what? I saw I saw a stat that was wild to me. Uh, our leading receiver is, is uh, A-Dub's boy, Mooney. I believe about 306 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Which ain't shit. Uh, on Tampa right? Bay, on Tampa Bay, he would be fourth <laughs> in yards <laughs> received. He would be wow. fourth. Out. Not second, not third, fourth. He would be fourth, dog, on that team as far as yards. <laughs> Listen, I hope that it's not a massacre. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hope that it's close. I hope they have a game plan that they put together to not only protect Justin Fields, but allow him to be himself and who he is, allow him to get the ball down the field, allow him to use his legs a little bit more, 
uh, get that running game going. Khalil Herbert was awesome uh, in that run, and I thought he would be from the glimpses we saw. Because if it's any position the Bears get right, it's running back. So the fact Khalil Herbert is <laughs> going to be out there, I feel good about that. But outside of that, man, I just I just don't want to get Molly Wapped. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I don't want to get beat down so bad. So one thing that you brought up there was the running attack. And you're right, Big Dave. That's something that we've talked about a ton on the show with just how we've had to make that our identity of this ball club. Because on offense, it's been heavy dose of running and then complemented with the passing game, right? But we got Tampa Bay now coming up, and they got the number one running defense in the entire NFL. Yes. So now you got to change up that strategy. Now, Khalil Herbert's a bad dude. Damian yeah. Williams probably might not even play. Yeah. But we got this beat-up offensive line that we've been talking about going up against that number one rushing defense. So, A-Dub, when you look at this matchup, how are we going to open things up on offense? Because I don't think leading with the run is going to get it done on Sunday. Man, Perez, you're right. I don't think the run is going to get it done either, man, going against a tough defense like that. So this pretty much forces us to where we got to take advantage of. We got to throw the football. We got to air it out, man, to our guys. And we got to do it effectively at that, Perez, because otherwise we can't get anything going with the running game, right? Number no respect in the Bucks on that standpoint. That's what you do best. We got to do something different. Yeah, and it's the one, it's the one uh, hole in Tampa Bay is their secondary because of all the injuries that they've had. They got Richard Sherman, and then immediately Richard Sherman gets hurt. They are struggling right now as far as in secondary, you know what I'm saying, as far as that. So something has to be put together. That's why I keep saying they have to give a game plan to let Justin Fields be Justin Fields because he's going to have to win the game, like, period. Like, it's going to be on him, man. So, yeah, I, I hope he they allow him to attack the secondary, you know, and not allow them to dictate what he does, but let him be the one to dictate it because he likes getting that ball down the field. He likes getting out the pocket. You know what I mean? He likes being in the pocket. Hell, but he likes just throwing that football, man, and putting that zip on it. And it's a beautiful thing when you watch him do it. So I just want to see that. I want them to allow him to just be that. You know, if we're going to go lose, bro, I don't want to lose being scared or playing scared. Right, right, You know right. what I mean? I, I'd rather lose, you know, with because you actually got out there and you tried some stuff. You know, don't throw, throw five receivers out here. Put me in shotgun. And, and roll, you know what I mean? But you've got to allow him to do his thing this game because, as you guys just pointed out, if the run ain't going ain't gonna to be the thing to get it done. No, and, and Big Dave, you man, you he took the words right out of my mouth because that was one of my keys I have for victory in this matchup, attacking that Tampa Bay secondary. Now, I'm not going to say anything inflammatory too much, but I would say that <laughs> secondary, they got a lot of injuries, and I think there's a big opportunity for A-Dub's boy, Darnell Mooney, to really light it up on the secondary. But that's going to take this offensive coordinator and Matt Nagy to put some trust in the kid and let him take those shots. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably going to match up in zone most of this game because they can't play man with that secondary the way it is right now. So they need to dial up plays to find those open spots in the zone because you know they're going right. to be there. That means finding those fucking tight ends that they finally found out Cole Komet exists. I talked about that on the show last week. <laughs> Jimmy Graham still has more veteran days off than he has receptions. They need to figure that shit out. But at the end of the day, we got to attack that zone defense. And I think A-Dub, there's shots there that they could take. But they got to let Justin Fields make some plays, get him moving out of the pocket. You know, take advantage of this kid's skill set. Stop trying to force him to be something that he's not. He's not a game manager. He's dynamic. Let the kid go. And he has very good vision when he's throwing that football deep press. I mean, he's good, man. So I would love to see Justin Fields, like you said, take some shots downfield because he has the ability to do so, and this is a good game for him. 
One of my keys, though, that I thought in this game here, Prince, is going to be around third down, third down conversion. We're going to have to extend drives that way because I'm quite sure first and second down going to be kind of rough. We're still going to try to run the football sometimes. But, man, we're going to have to execute on third down, man. Just the physical have to make some good plays with that. If we can do that, keep that man off the field, keep him keep ready off the field, that's good for us. I would love to hate to see that dude get too many opportunities. And you know what he do with that. I was just going to say that, Dove, like, you have to keep Brady off the field. Like, however you do it and however you run your offense, you've got to keep him off the field. The only other way I can think is, is if you're going back and forth, like, point for point, matching him for matching. But, again, that's best-case scenario here. Right. But if you're just going, you know, back and forth, you know what I'm saying, uh, Justin Fields just having an incredible day, throwing touchdowns and stuff like that. If it's that kind of battle, okay. But in general, you got to keep the GOAT off the field, man, because, my goodness, he's – He's coming in hungry, yo. Like, that's all I know. He's coming in hungry. And I would just say this. If for some reason that offense stalls, right, mm-hmm. and the defense has to do it, then I think one of the other things that we need to really focus on is getting pressure on Brady with the front four. Don't mm-hmm. blitz this man. Any of our listeners, I'm sure you guys, you, you view the tape. You look at what Tom Brady does to teams that blitz him. Mm-hmm. He will audible out of that shit. He's going to throw it to the hot route, and he's marching it down the field. So we mm-hmm. got to get there with the front four. And preferably, that pressure has to come from the middle. However, mm-hmm. we don't know if Hakeem Hicks is even going to play in this game because you saw what happened on Sunday. He made the sack, yeah. and I think he re-aggravated that growing injury. That pressure coming up the middle was vital against Brady because Brady's not going to run out of the pocket. He's going to stand in that pocket, and he's going to pick you apart. You got to put some pressure on him, make him uncomfortable. Now, you're not going to get him to make a ton of mistakes, but if you can force him to get the ball out quick, then I think it increases your odds to probably have more success and not get blown out in this ballgame. Perez, I, I like the key right there, man, because I love to see those guys throw the ball short. You know, Brett, he wants to throw it deep anyway. That's his mindset, right? He wants to get those guys out there. Tony O'Brown, Evans, mm-hmm. he want to get them guys out there. So we force them to keep it short. We ain't good shake there, man. Maybe we get lucky and get on soon. But one of the keys I thought about that Perez was Brown, our secondary, man. We got to do a good job at neutralizing the Bucks' deep ball attack because those guys love to throw that football, man. One other thing, Robert Quinn, we haven't talked about that yet, but he's on that COVID list now, right? And so his status for Sunday is up in the air. So with talking about that <sighs> pressure on the quarterback, that's a vital part of it because that duo with him and Khalil Mack has been right. fierce. It's been fierce, right? Agreed. So you don't have that in there. That's just another thing that's going against us in this matchup, guys. Another thing. If you remember, like, last year, he was the one. He was my Eddie Jackson. How Eddie Jackson is to you. Robert Quinn was my Eddie Jackson. I remember. Right. I kept saying, where are you? Like, like I know you're here. I see you out here Because <laughs> I see you at the bank. I know you're here collecting the checks. Like, where are you playing, dog? And right. he, came, he, he came to play, though, uh, this season, man. He has been awesome. And it's been fun to watch him play. And it's been what we thought we were going to see as far as he, him and Khalil Mack being that one-two punch yeah. as you mentioned. But him being out with Akeem Hicks being out, like, why? <laughs> like, why, why does he have to come at us like this so hard? But yeah, then you got timing. guys, yeah, but Mario Edwards, you're going to have to look at. Eddie Goldman, you're going to have to look at. You know, <laughs> those kind of guys, you're going to have to look at. And, and Tonga, who I'd like, but it's messing me up because he's now getting a reputation with the referees and I don't yep. like that. Yep. And, right. and I think that's a concern, you that's know what I'm saying, for out. me. But I think he can play, but will they let him, you know, be physical and aggressive and things like that? Because they sure have been blowing that whistle on. Yeah, because they see his style of play. But yeah. Lyle Nichols is someone else that crept up on the injury report as well. So 
speaking to kind of what you were talking about, Big Dave, with some of those bodies in the middle, hopefully he'll be able to play because that's someone that we really need to have in there if uh, Hakeem Hicks isn't available on Sunday. I think you hit a point about that interior man uh, on that line. I mean, if we don't have guys that can go, it puts a lot of pressure on us, man, defensively. So that's going to be tough, man. I hope Gibson can definitely step in and do some do a good job for us, but yeah. it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You know how I feel about Travis Gibson, man. And, and if yeah. the opportunity goes to him, then it's his time to, to shine. And could you imagine if he has the game of his career against Tom Brady? <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. And, and the listeners will never hear the end of it from me. So I hope that shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, friends. Oh, I feel that, bro. Yeah, I've, I've liked him, honestly. Like, he's flashed for me in, in a few of these games, man. And I've enjoyed watching Gibson. So, yeah, I hope he has that game, too, man. Because, I mean, Tom Brady's going to – he's not, he's not going to get outside the pocket. Like, we all know this. He's going to be right. in the pocket. That is what he is going to do. And he's going to be surgical from there. So you got to get that pressure. You know what I'm saying? You have to try to disrupt him and make it uncomfortable. Because I'm not saying you're going to stop him, but don't make it easy. You know right. what I'm saying? Don't, don't be predictable in what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like the blitzing and all those, don't even worry about that stuff, man. Like just don't play do defense. It. You know what I mean? Can't, don't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I want winners. Like you... <laughs> You got to, you, yeah, just don't be predictable in what you're doing because Brady IQ is off the charts, man. So also, you got to watch that. You got to watch that, man. Oh, it's going to be something, man. I just don't want to get whooped on, bro. That's all I don't want. That's all I don't want. I know, man. It's like it's like you see your little brother outside and there's three people surround him. You're like, all right, I'm about to go out there because I ain't about to let this happen. And that's how I yeah. feel right now. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. I'm overprotective right now. I'm like, I want to hop on a flight down to Tampa. <laughs> like right now, A-Dub, right now. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> he said, I'm with it. Hey, I got fam down there. So y'all say the word. All right, <laughs> I had to get it down. Yes, sir. <laughs> I had to get it down. Is this the time I can talk about the great Ryan all now or no? Like, no. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, I'm just that, saying. That's, um, audience, that's his two and a half strike. <laughs> Steve Harvey is standing next to Big Dave literally right now with his arm around him. Come here, player. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> okay. What you got on Ryan now? Because oh, I told the audience about your text message last week, so they already been okay. warned about you. Oh, for real? Oh, okay. <laughs> they know about my love for the great Ryan now. All I'm saying is this. This is all I'm telling you is this right here. When Ryan All came out there his first time, all I saw him when the first time he got activated and he got put out there on both of the series that he was out there, the Chicago Bears scored on. I just want to point that out. Last week, when he fought in there and he played in the series, guess what happened? Touchdown. All I'm telling you, and, and you can't argue because this is a fact. All I'm telling you is that when he is out there on the field, good things have happened. That's all I'm trying to say to you. I'm, all I want to see is my main man, Ryan Nall, maybe get a little, you know, a little touch or two. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with giving Ryan Nall a little touch? He can turn it into gold, baby. That's what he do. So there's a reason he keeps staying on this roster. And I know every offseason prayers, I know you're like, well, I, now this is it for him. I ain't got to deal with Ryan Nall no more. No, sir. He continues to come back every time. He got demoted to the practice team. What happened? All your running backs went down. <laughs> All of them went down. 
because you can't stop it. You can't stop the Ryan Dahl, man. He's got you gotta embrace it. Just gotta accept it. And then hopefully he has a game. I can't wait to see. Because if he's called touchdown friends, it's over for you. <laughs> well, Big Dave, I don't have to worry about that because he will not, because he's probably not gonna play any meaningful snaps on Sunday. But listeners, now you guys heard that beautiful soliloquy by Big mm. Dave there. I want one of you guys, because I know a lot of you guys break down film and you cut up tape. I want you guys to pull up all the tape you can on Ryan Nall and his Bears career. <laughs> it is and, career. I want, and I want you to do a versus good things uh-huh. versus bad things. Uh-huh. Send that over to us, and I'm going to share that with my brother, Big Dave. I guarantee you the bad's going to outweigh the good. Now, now see, if you're going to say everything that he's done in his career, that counts the preseason. And he is a preseason oh legend. My God. So go ahead and pull them out, too. Pull out the preseason as well. Bring them oh. tapes to me as well, dog. If you're going to oh. do it like that. Give me all of it. We want all the facts. <laughs> want all the facts, Chris. All of it. This man over here talking about preseason. This man over here talking about preseason. Legend. 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 It's <laughs> my man before, right there. Before we get Big Dave out of here, y'all, <laughs> we're going to go through our final score predictions for week seven. A-Dub, kick us off. Because Big Dave did a cool off over there. He, he, he got a little fired up. He does. Up. He does. <laughs> and still, Big Dave. My score prediction, man, I have it 28-20. Bucks will get the win. Mm. All right, 28-20. Okay. I have it 38-17, Bucks. Ooh, so he has the Bucks covering that, that nasty spread. Mm. Yeah. Oof. But also, it's making that's intriguing, A-Dub, now, because we know what the over-under is for that game. I might have to look into that over. We'll, we'll talk about that off, mm. off air. Mine is going to be 31-20, Bucks. Simple fact of the matter here, we talked about everything. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, revenge game for him. Levante David talked about how they had this game circled on their calendar. Levante uh, David, what do we do to you? Yeah, seriously, bro. <laughs> Why are you circling us on your calendar, bro? We love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got nothing but love and respect for you, Levante. You're my man. <laughs> you have always been the hit man. <laughs> like, you're always. The man, always. So, you're the man. Yeah, so 31-20, just because based on those simple facts that we talked about. And also, <laughs> I just don't trust the people that are calling these plays. Because we still get these games where Justin Fields, in the second half of that game, he looked good. He was making progressions. Mm-hmm. But then the first half is like, what the hell was that? We don't get a full game of that. And I don't blame it on the kid. I blame it on the people that are responsible for putting them in positions to succeed. I blame that offensive line. I blame the guy that can't snap the ball without it dribbling off the goddamn ground. Oh, my God, man. (laughs) You know what's getting comical to me is the fact that I can kind of predict what play Matt Nagy has called. Isn't that wild? Like, when they get in the goal line and I see those plays, I'm like, Nagy did that. There's no way. There's no way that laser called, you know what I'm saying, a behind-the-back, between-your-legs throw to the tight end on the two-yard line. Like, that is clearly some Nagy stuff. Because we saw him do it his first season and they succeed and they got him coach of the year. You know what I'm saying? Doing that kind of stuff. And then the, as it always does in the NFL, the league caught up. That's right. <laughs> they, they adjusted. They adjusted. <laughs> it's what time. the league does. You know what I'm saying? NFL more than any sport definitely does that because they got all the tape on you and they know just what you want to do. So you got to adjust. But yeah, it's getting comical and sad to me. And I just wish Justin one day just looks and said, kill, 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 kill. You know what I mean? It just runs something else. Like, 
I'm I'm looking forward to that day where he says, dude, you're trying to get my me killed and these people around me killed. We're not doing this. Well, we know that's not gonna happen anytime uh soon because nope. that man can't even call a timeout. So and y'all yeah. saw that. Yeah. And that burned uh, me up. I was at the game, I ain't heard nothing about that. I rewatched the game and I'm sitting up here, wait, what what man Nagy say? You gotta run the timeout through me. Like, what? Right. What you talking about? <laughs> He tried. He tried too. He tried. He tried. He was trying. Mm-hmm. And Nagy. Well, I didn't call it, so I don't know. It all goes through me. It all goes through me. Everything goes uh, through him. Everything. Oh man. This and that's what, and that's why the I always too like we get a lot of Bears fans in, in our mentions, and you know, they'll DM and they'll be like, that was a laser play. That was a Nagy play. Well, and I tell people, we really don't know because it's Nagy's playbook. So even if Laser's calling the plays, it's still his fucked up scheme, his fucked up design. And what did he say? It all goes through me. And I think, Big Dave, I think the point you were making, you could tell when Matt Nagy is meddling. When they start having them delay games, mm. I guarantee you that's when he and Justin Fields' headset talking some dumb shit. Mm. You heard what Justin Fields said about how, why he likes Laser in his headset more so than Nagy. It's because he's calm. He's not screaming at me like a lunatic. You know what I'm saying? Calling, trying to tell me everything. Walk left. Now walk right. Shoot with this side. Now shoot with that side. All right, flip the ball. Spin it. Throw it. Lick your fingers. Do that like he's not trying to control him like a robot. You know, he's very calm in his demeanor, which is Justin Fields' demeanor. Right, Eddie? Absolutely, man. Letting him be a quarterback. Hey, be a quarterback. Hey, I'll just give you design a good play that I think you probably can execute pretty well. But you got negative his ear, right? Doing too much. So I like Bill Lazor, you know, really keeping them calm, keeping them collect. And you can see a good rhythm with him here as well. You see Fields in a good rhythm when he's with Bill Lazor. Better rhythm. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Big Dave, man, we appreciate you for pulling up. We're going to see your ass on Sunday, my guy. Yeah, for sure, bro. (laughs) Yes, sir. For sure, man. Looking forward to it. Hey, but before you get out of here, man, tell the audience a little bit about some of your new shows because audience, since the last time Big Dave's been on here, my man is now the new host of Locked on Bulls. He's doing big things over here, audience. So, Forgive him for the Brian Nall shit. This man right here is the real deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, uh, yeah, I do Locked On Bulls uh, with my guy, Matt Peck. We talk Bulls every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. We do a, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. As you can imagine, it's a lot of joy <laughs> right now for the Chicago Bulls. A lot of happiness going on. So, yeah, Sir. check out that podcast. We're also on YouTube. You can check out uh, the Locked On Bulls YouTube page. You'll see a video there of every single show that we've done. So, yeah, we're there. In, in addition, you know, of course, I'm still doing Ball on Bulls. Uh, we'll do a show this weekend for sure with my man Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. Um, and, of course, I do Ball. Of course, I do Open Gym Sports and Culture, which is a show where we discuss sports and everything going on in the world of culture. I host that. And uh, we do the Bulls Outcast on Hot Mike, another show we do for the Bulls where we do it live. Uh, every fourth quarter and the post game, we do it on Hot Mic. Get the free Hot Mic app, or you can watch the show on the Ball uh, YouTube page, or you can listen to the podcast the day after on the Ball's uh, podcast feed. You can definitely check it out and find it there. So yeah, we everywhere talking these teams in Chicago, man, and it's it's fun <laughs> to do, man. And that's why I appreciate these fellas right here, man, because they got the same passion and the same incredible knowledge. Like these guys are really intelligent, know what they're talking about. So. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Thank you. Hey, man, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you as well. And I'm telling you, audience, you heard all those shows that he rattled off and that he's into. These shows are some really good shows. And you all know we wouldn't have this man on this show this many times if we didn't rock with him, man. We love this dude. <laughs> yes, man, sir. You, hey, man, you, you authentic, man. Appreciate you so much. 
I appreciate y'all, brothers, for real, man. Thank you. Oh, man, dog. That was fun. That was fun. I knew he was going to hit us with that Ryan Nall shit, but you know what? <laughs> that's par for the course. It's par for the course. Exactly. No, man. Big Dave Cool, man. It's always a joy to have him on the show, man. And I'm actually looking forward with you, Fred, to seeing him, man. Yes, sir. Well, audience, we are on to Tampa Bay. And as you guys heard, I mean, we're kind of looking at this matchup and just hoping that the Bears can pull off an upset victory. I'm hoping. I hope that they follow some of those keys that Adam and I mapped out in this matchup. I think the, the real main key is going to be unlocking Justin Fields, right? I think it's right. also going to be to, on defense, get that pressure on Brady. Because if we're not and we and if we allow him to pick us apart, it's going to be a long afternoon. It's going to be just like that final drive that Packers had when they marched down the field with these on defense. I don't want to see that. So I'm hoping, A-Dub, that somehow, some way, that our guys can do some of these key things that can neutralize Tom Brady. And hopefully, we can take advantage of that Tampa Bay buck in their secondary because they're a little suspect, bro. Yeah, man, you're right, Chris. It's going to take both uh, sides of the ball to help out on this. We'll take our defense and offense collectively, man, to do a great job against this team here. We're going to play our A game pretty much, Chris. A lot of those keys you mentioned there, man, it's going to be very important. And, uh, you know, we got to do it, man. We got to do it. Well, audience, as always, we appreciate you guys' continued support and for riding with the Bears Central's podcast. We're going to holler at y'all again on Sunday, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Barry Centers Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our show. Bears Nation, come down with us. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeats, B-E-E-T-S dot com and save 15% with promo code DEAL.